Well, now that you've met our cast of characters, so to speak, I wanted to take a week to compare and contrast their experiences when it comes to adjusting to their new lives. Life as we know it, as humans, is pretty sheltered, especially in America. We're raised with standards and expectations for how life should be, and then we live it. My first instinct is to call this way of life normal, but I know better than that now. Seeing the way Bobby hangs on to the slang from his golden years, and how confused Gregory gets at the mention of something as simple as a high-five, has made me realize that normal is a figment of our imagination. Normal, for humans, changes every five years, and we just don't talk about it. Normal, for Americans, is a society that systematically oppresses any person who wasn't deemed normal by its creators from the beginning. Do you see how that doesn't work? It's circular reasoning. Normality relies on normality relies on normality, so I think it's important to see how supernaturals view the human construct of normality. Our society is a given to us, we've always had it, so we don't know what it's like to experience it for the first time, but they do. It might be effective to start this off with Jane. She's been alive about 180 years, she's not the youngest of my supernaturals, but she is the most well-adjusted to this time period. So I think she'll start us out nicely. So what's the subject today, Hal? Is it the latter half of our thrilling tale? No, no soul-searching today. Today's all about the shifts in your life, so I wanted to talk about how you've handled being alive for as long as you have. Oh, well, first things first, I'm not alive, Hal. I died in 1842. Come on, you know what I mean. Well, I don't know. There isn't really much to talk about. I've been living among the humans for such a long time that I've gotten used to the changes. In fact, I'm game for them. Like what? Well, for the most part, I'm happy that women get to dress the way we want. Pants are so much easier to hunt in than dresses and skirts, especially leggings. That's good. Yeah, I had a really controlling family back in the day. I was only allowed to do things that my father called ladylike. I'm sorry about that. How did you combat that when you became a vampire? I don't think I did. Once I was rid of my family, I don't think I ever let go of being ladylike. I think I just adjusted my definition of ladylike. That is an awesome way to look at life. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. I guess it is. I mean, not everything was awesome, but stuff like that definitely was. What wasn't? I mean, cameras and photography have been around for a long time, but now that they're a lot more common, we have to be a lot more careful. I mean, if someone tries to take a picture of us and we don't show up, it's going to be pretty bad for us. Mirrors were easy to play off as a trick of the eyes, but pictures are much more permanent. (laughs) The SOSS knows all too well about vampire pictures. We've had to cover up quite a few cases of a disappearing man. Oh, trust me, I know. We're notified every time it happens. Apparently it's a real thorn in the society's side, so they like to remind us of the steps they have to take to cover those things up as often as possible. Well, that's one thing you can say for the society. They might be annoying, but they're hard workers. You say that as if you're not one of them. Well, I am, but I'm not on the research team. I work in human-supernatural relations. The society isn't all hands-on people like me. There are office jobs here. Oh, geez. Imagine working for a secret government organization that deals with supernatural beings and still working an office job. Do they even get to see any supernaturals? Oh, well, sure. Not all of them are humans, Jane. There are plenty of well-adjusted vamps and werewolves working for the society. I mean, you probably could if you wanted to. Huh, no thanks. That sounds boring as all hell. Can you imagine? Me, 
Sipping blood out of a coffee mug and filling out a spreadsheet? <laughs> no, I guess I can't. See, well adjusted as I might be, I don't do human jobs. Never have. Well, you certainly don't have to pay for food. Exactly. You come to me with a full meal every week, and the society keeps a roof over my head, so what do I need a job for? I suppose I see your reasoning. Thanks for talking, Jane. I'm interested to get more into your family life sometime. Maybe that can be a good conversation topic for one of my tapes? Not in a million years, bucko. I love you, but not that much. Some things just have to stay private. After that, the two of us talked a bit more, but none of it really related to the topic at hand. We can talk for hours with each other, but I don't really think you need to hear that. Anyway, next I thought I'd talk to our least adjusted Supernatural. You know, to really flip the scales. So, I headed over to Gregory's place on Tuesday, with a bit of a script in mind. Gregory, you there? I'm here. Oh my god! Do not invoke that name in my house, Hal. Ah, of course. I apologize. I shouldn't have said that. Was it because of the speed at which I approached you? Yeah. You startled me, big guy. Understood. I won't do it again. What is the topic of conversation that you have for me today? Well, today's topic is normality. Normality? Yep. Being normal. Hal, you're here to teach me how to be normal. What do you expect me to say here? Well, normal has a lot of different definitions, and I'm sure you've experienced at least one of them. Explain yourself. Well, what was normal in hell? I gave you a taste of normality in hell last time we talked, and you made me promise never to do it again. Am I to break that promise? No! <laughs> no, no, I do not mean how you interacted with humans. I mean how you interacted with demons. What was normal for you guys? Hmm. Well, we didn't talk to each other much, unless we had to. It was similar to the way you have taught me to act when I go on walks, acknowledging each other's presence without starting a conversation. Really? I didn't take demons as the kind of smile and wave. No, we aren't humans. Our social cues were based much less on friendliness and much more on respect. How so? Well, everything in hell is based upon rank. We would bow to any demon who ranked higher than us. Well, what about the lower-ranking demons? That depends. Some low-ranking demons were spit-jeered at, and some were simply ignored. We felt it was a good way to keep them in their place. That's terrible. Thank you. Well, in your experience, what's the strangest custom that humans have? The need to be a part of a group, a part of a club, or a part of a society. Well, you just said yourself that demons have a society as well. I meant a society like yours. You help us. Why? We are all born into this world alone, and we all must leave it that way too. So why help others on their journey? Because it's the right thing to do. Right and wrong are quite subjective, Hal. Sure, I agree, but helping people? That's not subjective. I help people who have fallen down get back on their feet, and I'm proud of that. I admire your principles, though I doubt I'll ever understand them. I must admit you are more sure of yourself than I give you credit for. Thank you. 
And with those cheery words from Gregory, I think it's time we moved on to the last stop of our tour. The Vampire King of Swing, Bobby Norm. Normal? What's normal? Well, shit if I know, Harry. <laughs> what do you mean? Normal up and changed on me. Left me blowing in the wind. So you still live by the normal of the 1920s? I mean, I picked up on a thing or two. I can pick up on modern social cues fine, but cell phones? Cell phones and I don't get along. Really? The buttons are too small. The instructions are too difficult. And God knows how to fix the storage problem. Jeez, Grandpa, I can help you out if you need me to. That's what I'm here for. Really? Of course. Oh, you're a dob, Harry. I'm a what? You know, a good guy, a great person. A dob. Oh. Thanks, Bobby. Uh, was there any other point in your life that struck a chord with you, or was it just the 20s? Well, not to sound too cliche, but the 80s were a hoot and a half. All these celebrities were coming out of the closet, and suddenly it was cool to dress in women's clothing. Well, I mean, that has to be a benefit of normal changing, right? The wider acceptance of homosexuality? I mean, we've still got a long way to go, but it's better than it was in the 1920s, right? Actually, the 20s were much more accepting than you'd think. Lesbians ran the world, Hal. Really? Sure. Lesbian bars and speakeasies were being opened a lot more freely during the Prohibition. We were already a bunch of sinners, so what did it matter if you were gay? After that, the Depression hit, so we didn't really have much time to think about the gays. And then in the 40s, we went to war, and women got to play televised professional softball. That's awesome. But, I mean, except the part about the Depression. That's not awesome. No, no, it wasn't. But I'd take the 30s over the 50s any day of the week. Hmm, not all poodle skirts and greaser jackets? No, it was more about depression and oppression. Yikes. Sometimes you gotta take a step back to take a step forward, Harry. Well, I'm glad you're doing well for yourself now, and I hope that the two of us can create a new normal together. Me too, Hare. And with that, comes the end of our list. It was interesting to see how all of the Supernaturals reacted to that. It seemed like Bobby almost liked it more in the past, but Jane... Huh. I wish I could introduce the two of them. I mean, it's strictly against the rules in the society, so I would never do it. But I am curious. Anyway, stay safe out there. Good night. <laughs>